welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Hey, this is Bales of Hay, and I'm from Kansas City, and you're listening to Packers Without Borders. All right. So are we doing the intro? Yeah. Or not. It doesn't matter. Fuck what it. do you let's think? Start, let's just fucking start right now, dude. Let, just, you just did the intro right there, buddy. Good job. Fucking do it. Let's do it. Okay. Here we are, eh? Two hose heads. <laughs> Good day. What the hell? Good day. <laughs> Beauty. You've never seen Bob and Doug McKenzie? Oh, yeah, I have, but I don't remember. Great White it. North? I was really small when that came out. Oh, fuck you. I was so young. That's like when I work with uh, the guys I work with, like the oldest one's like 30, right? I was probably then, what, eight or 10 when that came out, more than likely. Like early 80s. Really? Bob and Doug McKenzie? I think so. Bob and Doug McKenzie. Let's see. Oh, 1980, first appearance. Wow, okay. Gosh, I'm fucking old as hell. I'm old as hell and I don't care. So you were, what, eight or so? I was uh, two or three weeks old. No. <laughs> I was born in the 90s. Shut up. <laughs> we're gonna have a really good game you know what let's start with the game before we get to limitless dude. let's do the game let's do the okay. game this is fucking okay. fun okay. all right here's what we're gonna do buddy i'm okay. going to i have pictures on my phone that i've been saving all week of things okay. from the past from the 80s specifically oh. Okay. I'm going to describe the picture, and you have to see if you can guess what it is. Vagina. <laughs> no, penis. Oh, vagina. we haven't started? Oh, no, okay. Not yet. Tell me when we start. All right, hold on. Let me pull up the first picture. Vagina. <laughs> but not that picture. Okay. <laughs> this one's easy. All right? Okay. All right, let's do this. All right, here we go. Okay. This is... Usually black, sometimes clear, has two little tread wheels on the inside. And it's a cassette tape. It's a cassette tape, correct. <laughs> oh, bing! All right. Ned, Ned Ryerson, bing! <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that movie on set. All right. This has some knobs and two big speakers pointing forward. Right, it's a ghetto blaster. Yeah, ghetto blaster is correct, sir. I don't know oh. why they, or a portal 
portable radio. I guess now they say ghetto is uh, a kind of an awesome listen. It was a boombox. Boombox, boombox. I mean, boombox you know what? Way to say it, I guess, right? Wait, uh, yeah, I had every every everybody had a mini mini ghetto blaster, right? Everybody I had, had half. One. You know, you know what sucks is I realized I had half of one because mine was like the cassette tape on the side with one speaker. It wasn't the double speaker. Oh, mine was, uh, uh, it was like uh, a large harmonica. It was very, wasn't very big at all <laughs> because my mom was like, do not blast that shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. I had to go to like a garage sale. Remember? And you used to buy the three different components. And then I still have that. And then the speaker. Oh, me too. Are you, you I, have the of receiver, course I have it. You have the cassette tape and then you have your LP. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still have that. And the equalizer. There was yep. four pieces, right? I bought the fifth piece, the which amp. is a uh, the six disc CD stacker that goes with, mm-hmm. right? And then you you know all your little knobs and shit. And my buddies were always assholes because I would sit there for like hours with my headphones in, and I would have all of my levels, and there's like twenty five different levels, and I'd have them all perfect. And my buddies would come by and they go, "Hey," and just flick them all up. I'm like you know, that's why, why I remember that Clint. And one day <laughs> when you're laying in your deathbed. And they have you on all those machines. I'm gonna flick them all up. <laughs> I had a. I just put little silver dots where they belong on it. That oh, way. Where the, be. where the fuck were you 30 years ago? Damn it! <laughs> that would have made sense. <laughs> oh, looking back on it, that was so simple. <laughs> they could do whatever the fuck they wanted. Oh, I'm stupid. ready next okay all right all right this thing is a square that looks like a brownie like about the size of a good size brownie right and it has a little knob that comes up off of the top and it has a it's black and it has a little red button up on is that an atari controller yes an atari controller is correct that was my first system was an atari 2600 we got it in chicago they were they were so popular in Winnipeg mm-hmm. at the time that you couldn't. They were sold out for months. But my my dad's family, uh, uh, his his mom, my grandmother, she was from Chicago, and her mother still lived there. My great grandma Rose, and she was 102 years old when we went and visited her. And the sole purpose was so that we could go to Sears to get an Atari 2600. We drove 14 hours. Drove 14 hours. That's my dad was a. Video game freak as well. <laughs> a fourteen hour drive, spent the weekend with his great gra- with his grandma just so we could get an Atari. Damn straight, dude. Yeah, I'd go from MTV like all night long, just watching fucking videos. Remember when MTV actually not sleep like played videos? Yeah, music. That's MTV yeah. musical television, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. all it would show was videos, right? And yeah. pop-up videos. Remember those? Of course they do. Those were the greatest. You'd and then the once little... they started bringing in the shows, that's, that's where they it, all yeah. went to. Yeah. <laughs> it was just trash. It was just trash. And usually I was like, show that white snake video with that uh, that girl, Lonnie, dancing on the hood of the car. I loved Warrant Cherry Pie. Oh, yeah. That one was too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on skinny pop. Just blows me away. (laughs) I know, I don't know the words either. (laughs) 
probably only heard it like a million times. Oh, fuck. <laughs> all right. We're going to do. We're going to do. One, here you go. Ready? All right. This thing has a bunch of, this is going to be easy, but a bunch of buttons on it with numbers and symbols. It has a little, like a pigtail cord sticking out of it that actually plugs. It's a telephone. It. It's the old telephone. <laughs> it's the old telephone. Dude, yeah. I used to have, we, has, we used to have this cable that was like 50 feet long. So we had like our one phone for the house or whatever. We had other phones, but we could always grab that phone and I would always take it into my room so I could fucking talk on the phone when you I was. Watch this. Watch this. You know, Watch my this. girls or my girlfriends or whatever. Or my buddies. Usually girlfriends. I didn't have a lot of them though. We don't have those anymore. Yeah, oh, you go, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> it's busy. Well, I'll just have to call Hello? back later. Who this? New phone. Who this? Old phone. Who's this? <laughs> My son got this at a uh, at a garage sale uh, for like a quarter or something, right? It's because you can't use it anymore. You know why? Yeah. Because the landlines here yeah. are so fucking expensive that it's not even yeah. worth it. I'm like, dude, yeah, I'd love to have a landline in case the world, like we have like Apocalypse 90 or whatever, you know, and zombies start coming out. Um, like that's the only reason I would use. Who would you call? Who would I call? Mr. President, Mr. President, it's me. No, it's just release the, put the pickle in the barrel. Okay. (laughs) So you know what? And that's, this is a good little lead into the limitless today because it talks about the digital divide, right? Like what's going on with how technology has changed the way that our brain works and that's one of the things he brings up. He's like, I grew up in an era like we did where you memorize people's phones or you had to know a person's phone number yeah. and contact them, dude. So yeah. how many, do you remember that? I, I remember my childhood phone number was 915-591-7267. No, what the fuck? Yeah. 915-261-8836. Yeah. Yeah. That was mine. But you ready for this? You ready yeah. for this? Okay. Four five two five five seven two. That was my first girlfriend. Is that your social? That was my first girlfriend. No, my social. No, I'm so old. My social security number is one. <laughs> I was gonna say you had, you had eight numbers instead of nine. So yeah. No, that was that was my first girlfriend's phone number. Let's see. Uh, four five three thirty eight ten. That was my first official that I paid for. We, phone we're gonna number. have to beat those numbers out, dude. Millions of people are gonna be calling those phone numbers randomly. Well, you still need the area codes, oh. and none of those are gonna get you to me. <laughs> yeah, but you're that's not even my number. Now you're fucking with people. You want right. to call? You want to call me? You can do enough research and find out how to get in touch with me. I'm not gonna hide. You can go ahead and call me. I'm vaccinated and Twitter pated. I'm ready to go. All right. <laughs> Here you go, man. Really interesting stuff. So I'm going to read a little section here just to kind of put into perspective how much information we actually consume on a daily basis in comparison okay. to even when we were growing up and before then, you know, before technology really blew up. So compared to the 15th century, we now consume as much data on a single day as the average person from the 1400s absorbed in their entire lifetime. Wow. Wow. (laughs) 
That's pretty fucking profound. <laughs> it's very profound. But at the same time, right? Wow. But that's not, not, not everybody consumes that much data no, in one yeah, day. On, well, as, I mean, you have as, an I watch, as I watch the remainder of the convoyage. As you're doing that, talking to me on your phone, everything, the information input that you're processing right now. Now, to bring it back a little bit towards our generation and that type of information, right? Because in the 1400s, I mean, realistically, <laughs> you know, it, let's... Let's put it in perspective. But in the 60s, where there was technology, there was, you know, the beginning of the new era kind of thing is what I would consider. Um, the average person still consumes three times as much information as we did in the 60s. Okay. Wow. So um, it's still three times as much. And it's an average in 2015, people who responded to the survey spent an average of eight hours on technology a day. And that was in 2015. And I think that's, you know, from a social standpoint or whatever. Eight hours. Wow. How can you be productive and meet a goal or do something if you're on your phone constantly? And, and we know it's not like I work. My my phone is work, right? Yeah. Because I work from home. That's, that's my phone too, is. man. That's, that's my phone. It's the lifeline. It's the bat phone, right? Yeah. From eight in the morning till eight at night, uh, Monday to Saturday. Whenever a client needs it, period. But the problem is you have it in your hand all the time because you have to work close to you. And then you get a notification from Twitter. And then all of a sudden, there you go down the rabbit hole of Twitter or your chats with your buddies and you see somebody send something and then you get engaged and then you lose fucking time there, right? And it's taking away from the day-to-day. -day you know what I've been doing? You know? You know what I've been doing? Because I noticed that, I mean, I'm a fucking Twitter-holic. But uh, I've been setting I've been setting a stopwatch. Mm -hmm. So before I open up the Twitter app, I set my stopwatch for 15 minutes and then I hit start and then I open up the Twitter app and I go on Instagram and I look at all of that stuff and that. And when the stopwatch goes off, I go put it down for an hour. Dude, the phone has like, you know, has that something on here actually that we're going to talk about. There's a couple little things. We're going to work our way down the road slowly to disconnect at least a little bit. We can't do it all at once, but we're going to do a little yeah. bit this week. And that was part this, of this this is, this okay. is why I love the lake, right? Because mm -hmm. there's no Wi-Fi out there. So your phone basically is just, it, it'll take pictures. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's, yeah, it's a brick, yep. right? Half the time you're like, I'd love to tweet this out, but. So this is something that I love to hear from my kids on this next point with all of this. Okay. Because we limit their technology consumption during the week. They have zero contact. Like they have no iPads. They've got no cell phones. You know, they don't watch TV. Um, they basically during school weeks, there's no technology like the switch games, none of that, dude. We make them not touch any technology until Friday when they're out of school. And then the weekend they can binge, right? They can do whatever the hell they want. Um, yeah. but there's times during the week where I hear my youngest now and my others used, I'm bored, fucking figure out what you want to do. Right. Like that's something that I was like 90% of my childhood and I'm exactly. sure your childhood, I'm bored. Yeah. And that's why kick the can was invented. This is why you found out things like do not throw rocks at wasp nests. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Don't throw eggs at your backdoor neighbor's air conditioner because she fucking popped three or four of your balls, you know, that you yeah. took over her yard. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's many slingshots in the backyard are not a good idea. No. <laughs> Putting your brother in a hammock from, te- you know, those big, huge, like, net hammocks. Yeah. Spin him around as hard as you fucking possibly could. Yes. yes. Of course. Never did yeah. any of that, dude. Why, but you play the game. Uh, uh, why is there a warm spot in the pool? <laughs> you know, what is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because there's and with all of this, it's interesting that that, you know, how we grew up to the way that our, we as parents are dealing with how our kids are growing up is the biggest transition, because it's not just being a dad or being a parent that was wasn't taught to us. It is a constant moving target to where now I can even tell you that my mother and father-in-law tell us all the time. They're like, you guys have it so much harder. I don't know how the fuck you guys are doing this right now. Like that's literally like, yeah, you guys were like hard, but not this. Right. And a lot of it is that there's a bunch of studies, obviously the university of California, San Francisco did a study on the effect of downtime, which basically means, you know, the, the conclusion was, there is a growing body of evidence that suggests if we never let our mind wander or be bored for a moment, we pay a price, poor memory, mental fog and fatigue. So by not being bored and forcing yourself to think and just grabbing a phone um, to look up an answer to GPS, all of these different things that, dude, when I got married and this wasn't too long ago, this was, you know, this was 2004, um, it was, we went on our honeymoon to Costa Rica. I rented a car and we had a fucking map dude in a foreign country. You know what I mean? And it's, it, this isn't like most of it is highways and all that type of stuff, but there's parts where it's like rainforest and you would ask for directions. Cause you had to stop constantly and say, Hey, we're trying to get here. Where do we go? And they're like, Oh, you, you take, you know, you go down this far. And the way that they would describe distances was by speed bumps. So they would say, you take three speed bumps, then you take a left. And we're in the middle of a forest, but with the piece of paper now, what do you do? GPS and you, like just something as simple as that. You don't, you're not using your, your brain to solve problems and fix things the way that yeah. you do. Yeah. I, you know, <clears throat> with every single one of my customers, uh, if I'm not familiar with their street name, I'll Google map it one time right here at my house to see where it is. And it's like, Oh, it's off of this street and that street. Oh, okay. And then I won't look again. I'll go find it. And I'll know that, well, it's off of this one. And I know it's in between these two. So it should be somewhere around here. Right now, Mm -hmm. having said that there has been a handful of times where you get completely turned around and lost. And I'm going, how did I end up? How am I over here? When did I go south? When did I turn south? (laughs) My kids had anxiety with me driving for a little while um, where they didn't understand how they they couldn't fathom the idea that we could drive somewhere. And by memory, I knew where we were going and they knew what the streets were, especially like we go to Phoenix or we'll go to other towns. Once I go somewhere, I'm pretty good at like remembering how to get to places. Right. Because I just use GPS for a new address, but once I get there, I don't need GPS. Like yeah. I'm good. like, and I usually find, I already know the back roads because I always try to stay off the main roads as much as I can in El Paso because everybody's a fucking idiot that drives in El Paso. Oh, I just and in Manitoba. 
I go up the edge of the mountain, basically. Like I go up the mountain and then just work my way down towards stuff as opposed to getting on the highway if I can. We have we have the perimeter highway and it's like a circle highway that goes, it's the perimeter loop. of the city. Yeah, the loop. Yeah. And and people will go, oh, if you go through the city and zigzag your way through, it's 15 minutes. I'm like, yeah, or it's 25 minutes around the perimeter and I go straight up this one and I'm there. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the extra 10 minutes and not have to deal with the yahoos and 50 stoplights. Yep. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to my city. Uh, enjoy every red light along your journey. <laughs> so here's homework one that we're going to do to try okay. to not necessarily disconnect from technology impossible. And on top of the fact that we have a podcast that is therapy, you know, for me and you yeah. or whatever. And but we have to promote this thing. Not that yeah. we want to be millionaires, but we want to be able to do this for a while, you know, kind of thing. Just forever. Yeah, that's all until we die. No problem. Just forever. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> the first thing is that we need to take a moment. And I did this. So everything I'm asking everybody to do, I did this last week from last Saturday to this week. Okay. Just to be fair. So it's you lead by example when you're a teacher, those types of things, you know. And so that's when you're a leader, you lead by example. So you, you get go. your hands so, dirty. So yeah. I did this. And what it is, is take a moment to schedule 30 minutes of white space in your calendar for this week, right? But what I did, as opposed to just 30 minutes in the entire week, what I did is at exactly 7.30 p.m., I just, I shut off all notifications and put my phone away to spend some time with my wife and kids from at least 7.30 to about 9.30 or so where we have dinner, kids are in bed, I do my routine and everything. Once I sit down, talk to my wife, then I'll grab my phone and, and start tweeting a little bit again. But I gave myself two hours a day, dude, and it was fantastic. A lot of times I would just kind of look at the phone and somewhat answer, but I was more focused on my wife or watching a show here with her. So it kind of helps. So that's the first level of homework. Start with 30 minutes a week. If you're really that addicted, like my daughter probably is more than likely if I took the phone from her for 30 minutes, other than the fact that she has to turn it in at 930 every evening, right? Like there's a limit, but during the day she can use it. If we took it away, I'm sure she'd have a heart attack, dude. Like if they didn't have half the COVID and you know, everybody's going to hear different stories. And, and this, this, this is the truth. This isn't fake news. So on March 1st, we're going to, in my province, we're going to lift all the restrictions from COVID. And by March 15th, I believe the date is March 15th. There'll be no more vax cards. There'll be no more need for any of that. No more masks, no more distancing, no more nothing. Now, uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan, apparently are they're doing this on March the 1st. BC mm -hmm. is supposed to do it, I think, March the 5th, I think they said. Everybody, every state, every province has their own rules and their own regulations. And, and they're, it looks like we're lifting them all. So with COVID being lifted and the kids can start hanging out, I'm going to demand that more of my kids, no mm -hmm. more of this. But a lot of the times, like my daughter right now is online with like six of her friends at once and they're all sitting around yeah, chatting. They're chatting. Snapping. We're all whatever a stupid face and not even look at the camera to say I'm here or here or just quick snaps like I'm here and here here. Yeah, but that's how they communicate now. And it's that's it, that's how they hang out with their friends. And, and here's the issue with that. It's it's great that you bring that up because as you read through this, one of the biggest issues, and I think we all go through this, spending more time on social media like twitter right like we have twitter communities people go out there we try to help people people help other people like there's a community that the problem with that that at the root of technology and using social media and we've talked about this before if something's free you're the product right 
And things are designed to when you pop on, I'm going to get a notification that you're on because it's going to pull me in and somebody else has a notification when I get in there and so on and so forth. And you don't let it go. The problem with that is staying connected may make you feel more secure, but it doesn't make you happier. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I actually turn the notifications off Mm -hmm. for Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. I, I turn the notifications off. That was homework because, number two. You, you just because, homework number two. Yeah. yeah. You would always see that little icon, the little one, two, four, five. Oh, mm-hmm. right. And now that I've got them off, so I don't see it. It's like, that's why sometimes people will ask me a question on there. And it's like five hours later. They're yeah. like, oh, hey, you finally responded. And it's like, yeah, because I turned the notifications off. And yep. now I go to it when it's like, okay, I got whatever I was trying to do done. I got a few minutes of space over here. I'm going to go sit down or I've eaten eight edibles and I can hardly move my face. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's yeah. try to bring <laughs> some sort of semblance of the past where people need to wait and it's not all at your fingertips, including information. Yeah. And those things. Give yourself a break. Like that's the biggest thing is that you need to start processing and creating a break. This is, and we're going to go two ways with this, right? Like, we have family and kind of the way reason Facebook took off. It was a reason to connect with friends, family, and then it turned into a shit show. Facebook sucks. Yes, I said it. Facebook is the worst fucking thing that ever got invented, period. Um, but modern technology I, made uh, wonderful. I, I don't condone that because yeah. uh, my Facebook ads for my business, they well, fucking... They kick that's ass. for business. So. No, but that's for business. That's what, I'm <laughs> what I'm saying is there's like hashtag please be a sponsor. We should have <laughs> we should have a page for our pack for our for our podcast on Facebook. There's like that. We do. Part. Yeah. We do. Yeah. You know, of course so, we do. Like you have to do. do that. Yeah. That's where all my nude pictures are. Yeah, of course. Yeah. See? So the I mean, where else am I supposed to put them? That as as wonderful <laughs> as technology is, and, and I run into this to this all the time. Um, it, it can easily sidetrack us or take away from the special moments we have with friends, family in person. So one of the issues I have when I hang out with, like, I'm becoming more and more, the older I get, the more specific I get on who I want to hang out with. Right. And one of the issues that I've got with certain people that we hang out with pretty consistently is that there are certain people that have to take a picture and document every fucking thing that's going on. Uh, And I'm here and I'm like, I don't need people to know where I am. I don't fucking care about posting anything. And I post stuff like when I'm cooking or if I'm doing something special, but like every single moment of every single time of something, it's just like, dude, leave the fucking phone alone, sit down. Let's, let's have a conversation instead of worrying about putting filters on and showing everybody how happy you are, because we all know the fucking facade. I, nobody, is I that, am, nobody is that happy. I'm related to somebody who they'll be here for an hour, say for Thanksgiving, and they'll have taken 35 selfies. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's beyond annoying. There's many beyond. times where, where I go, Hey, you know what happens when you put your phone down and they go, what? And I said, you see reality with your own eyes. Yes. Like, like it's one thing to go, hey, everybody have a group picture, right? Like to document, hey, we were here. You, we did that stuff before social media. It's another thing to take a picture of the food, take a picture of me eating it, take a picture of me putting on my shoes, sitting on the couch, sitting over here, relaxing. It's not relaxing if you're posting about it every four seconds. It's exactly. not. It's called work. 
Here you go. Ready? I found this. Right. I remember this yeah, song. Let's do this. When Jason's at the table, I kept on seeing him look at me while he's with that other girl. Do you think he was just doing that to make me jealous? Because he was totally texting me all night last night, and I don't know if it's a booty call or not. So, like, what do you think? It's a booty call. Pretty? Oh, That's really cheetah. Do you see her? She's so short and that dress is so tacky. So there's cheetah. It's not even summer. What? If you don't put on playing summertime sadness. After dinner in the bathroom, can we go for the cigarette? I really need one. But first, let me take a selfie. <laughs> yeah. But first, let me take a selfie. My fast? I love to take a selfie. That's what it is. <laughs> and it's not pigeonholing anything and telling people it's just enjoy the moment get away from having to worry about what everybody thinks that you're doing because honestly nobody fucking cares if if they did care then you'd have a million followers and they'd be paying you to post shit and i know that's kind of why everybody posts right like you want to grow your followers you want to do something like there's 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 that ego part of it i guess that drives a lot of this type of stuff right like oh it'd be fucking awesome to to get paid for doing this i mean there's there's fucking school to show you how to blog and how to video blog and how to do all this stuff as a career. Uh, you know, when, when we go to the lake, uh, I find that I videotape different moments mm -hmm. than I used to before you would, you would film like major events or something happening, you know, something exciting. Now what I find is, is I'll hold my phone down and mm -hmm. I'll hold it like on an angle, like on a low angle or something. And I'll just videotape um, the waves and yeah. my kids and my kids just sitting, talking, playing in the sand. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll videotape uh, the, the wind blowing in the trees. And just for like, we have a, a private YouTube channel. I know I sent you the link you've seen. Yeah. And yeah. we put, we put everything on there and some of it is, is yay. It's somebody's first birthday party, but some of it is, is just the wind in the trees. Yeah. Some of it is, you know, watching my, one of my dumb kids, you know, trying to, you know, trying to uh, fall asleep on the bench. Right. Yeah. Like just, just, just these odd random moments where nobody really, because that's the stuff I really try and remember, you know, Months yeah. later, years later, whatever, especially when it's really cold like this, we turn on those videos and it's like, oh, wow. You know, one of them that I have on there is I videotaped the loons in the middle of the night and they're calling back and forth. And the really cool part about it is, is they sound like they're like a foot away from us, yep. but they're actually like six, seven miles out on the lake. And because it's so quiet out there, I mean, it just carries and you can hear them. Bah, bah, yeah. Bah you know back and forth just incredible mm -hmm. like there's times where we'll be lying in bed and we'll just put that on and close our eyes and it's like we're right there we're right there yeah yeah i can't wait it's like 140 days or something and i'm chomping at the bit i'm chomping at the bit almost yeah you know it and and going back to just kind of the homework and the things you're trying to disconnect a little bit so we already talked about trying to memorize, try to remember somebody's phone number, try to remember your phone number, try to find out the person that is most important to you or whatever, and find out what their phone number is and learn at least that person's phone number, right? Like just who is it in your life that's important? 
Like we'll see. Like I know my wife's, I know my kids numbers. I had a little bit of trouble with my middle ones. Do you know my number? Do you know my number? I'll be no, honest with you. I know it's Matt Larson. I, I, I know it it's Matt Larson. I know the first like four digits, the area code, and then the first number. Well, you because have when it, when you're driving in the truck and you and the phone rings and you look down, and you go, oh, oh, nine one five. That's El Paso. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know who this is. Right. But I don't. Uh, I I don't know the rest of it. I have no idea. <laughs> it could be I don't anything. even I don't even remember. Like I know all it says is that and there's a number underneath it, but I just yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's let's, pretty bad. Let's try to memorize each other's number, dude. That's what let's we're gonna do. That do that for next pod. Yeah. Have it. Memorize it. Okay. Right? And and I'll beep it out. Beep yeah. while you say it, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. That sounds good. All okay. Right. Limitless. The last bit of homework, and then we'll kind of close on this um is think about a decision you need to make this week that's important but schedule a time to work out that decision without any type of digital device that yeah. one was hard dude i had a lot of trouble i was trying to do a i have to do a, a business plan for something i'm working on and i was like okay business plan business plan business plan and i like went through all of my binders and all that type of stuff to actually try to find one of my old business plans to do it and i was like oh here it is but then you have to manually write stuff because it's not on the computer it was hard but it actually made me you know writing writing a business plan opposed to typing a business plan was very different for me to actually manually write something out dude it was pretty cool so do that as well and then the last little bit, and I'll want to get your take on this because this is kind of the uh, the crux of the of the everyday thing, right? Uh, that we're trying to what the fuck am I saying? Life made no sense there whatsoever. This is the main point of this chapter that we are covering right now is the use of there technology. You go. Here we go. <laughs> All right, and and trying to reduce the that. juicy center. <laughs> <laughs> so. Like the pies in the middle. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to concentrate. Yippity doo! Here we go. Like Sounds good fire. To me. Like, like fire. fire. Like fire. Technology has changed the course of human history. However, fire can cook your food or burn your home down. And <laughs> it can do other things too. Yeah. It's all in how it's in learning how learning how to use it. And that's kind of the way we need to look at technology. It can burn your house. It can be fire. It can be yeah. something destructive or it can social, be something positive. Social media is, is 90% responsible for, you know, a hundred percent of the, uh, of the idiocy in the world today. Yeah. Social media, people, people getting their, uh, you know, their physics degree via Facebook. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like this is just, before, huh, I didn't even want to get into it. You know, no, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Yeah. Do not go on social media for your information regarding your health and decisions that affect your family. Okay. Period. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Period. 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 T. So put a dot on the end of that, bucko. Hey ho, Kirby the Frog here. You're listening to Packers Without Borders with Bruce and Matt. If you like Packers Without Borders, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Spotify, Anchor, and anywhere else 
you get your favorite podcast. Don't forget to hit the like button, hit subscribe, and leave us a review. Five stars are preferable. And if you can find us on Patreon as well, under Packers Without Borders, please throw us some money so we can continue doing debauchery. Patreon slash Packers Without Borders. Peace. Go Pack Go. Hey guys, it's Randy McGray at Randman71 on Twitter, and you're listening to Matt and Bruce on Packers Without Borders. We do have a little bit of... Um, I'm, I'm ripped. You are <laughs> We do have a little bit of Packer news, but I'll leave the limitless yeah. with this. Okay. The human brain has 100 billion neurons, each neuron connected to 10,000 other neurons. Sitting on your shoulders is the most complicated <laughs> object in the known universe. Crazy. It also weighs eight pounds. <laughs> That's from Jerry Maguire. That is. <laughs> the human head little kid. weighs a little kid with pounds. glasses, little nerdy kid. I don't think that's true because you know, Vikings fans, they're cement heads. Oh my God. So I'm going to go with 25 to 30 pounds. Yeah. And then, and then obviously bears fans are airheads. So they would be lighter, like three to four pounds hollow on the inside. Like those cheap chocolate bunnies you'd get at Easter. Wow. <laughs> So Zadarius posted something. What do you think? Well, okay. So the writing was on the wall with him being injured uh, at the wrong time last year. And then, of course, hurting his back and being injured all year. And, Mm -hmm. okay, here's here's the difference. Okay, Randall Cobb wanted to be with the team and wants to be part of the team. And you can tell because the day after he had surgery, he was with the team. He's working out, he's practicing, he's on the sidelines with team doctors and with everyone else, and he is part of the team, okay? Zadarius, where was he? He he was gone, just disappeared. We'd get cryptic, uh, you know, uh, Instagram stories and all this other stuff from him, but we wouldn't get anything solid out of him, and he wasn't practicing with the team. What do you mean? The team has got facilities. The team has got gyms. They've got doctors and trainers. Oh, I have my own trainer. That's when you know you're in trouble. That's when you know the relationship is in trouble, right? Because they start going somewhere else for their help. And yep. I think I think Zadarius, I mean, obviously he's not going to sign a team-friendly deal. He's not going to. And, and, and I think he kind of understands that it's his last – like those, like we said, back injuries are, he's trying to get paid because more than likely he's not even going to finish another season, dude, ever again, to be honest with you. And it's unfortunate because he was so dynamic and so amazing. And after three years, he's going to be gone, man. I mean, he didn't play at all this season, other than a couple of snaps, the first half of the first game. And then here a few snaps in the uh, San Francisco and game. That's it. And that's it. I mean, it's and really a- Gary is a beast. I mean, you've got to make room. Forget we have. We're going to have casualties, and Zadarius is a casualty. It sucks. I don't like it. I hope. I wish the best for Zadarius. Mm-hmm. I hope he gets on a team, and I hope he has another couple of years where he's healthy. Yeah. But 
whether or not he's going to sign a team-friendly deal or whether or not even the team is going to offer him a deal, that's a different story. I think yep. that they're more concentrated on keeping the younger stars like a Jair, like a Gary, like, a, you know, a, um, a Douglas, uh, these younger guys that they can sign for, for cheaper deals that we can keep for longer. You know, I mean, let's be realistic. Even if Zedarius were to re-sign another deal, what are we going to get? Another one or two years out of here? And, and that's the thing is I, I'm really worried that we are still going to be completely all in, right? Like as much as we possibly can. And you can restructure a lot of stuff to bring people back and push money out. And and I'm trying to find because somebody actually did this exercise on Twitter and I'm going to find him real quick. To give him a shout out, but he was actually able to work it back to get 90 to make us positive 90 or, you know, positive 94 million minus him. So it was like having like $30 million almost nearly left over and it was restructuring contracts, signing people, but Zadarius Cobb and Mason Crosby and somebody else he had cut off the team, which was interesting. So he cut Mason, yeah. Cobb, you know, um, to keep guys like Douglas. I mean, we've been waiting how long, man, since Clay Matthews to get a fucking linebacker like Campbell and we're going to yeah. let him walk. Fuck. No, we're no. not. I mean, they just, no. they just hired, um, you know, cause Packers lost Mike Smith. Right. Yeah. Um, but they went ahead and hired this guy. Jason Mike Smith Smith. is going to go and join uh Pettit in, uh, yeah. Minnesota, which is okay. You know what? Hire the, the, they hired Jason Rebrovich, Rebrovich, outside that, linebackers coach. So, Rebrovich um, is that, uh, is that, uh, uh, you know, is that, uh, uh, is that a Mexican name? So, Rebrovich? No, no, it's Polish, right? Yeah. Or it's Ukrainian. It's another white guy. Unbelievable. Well, you know, um, was with the Bills in Jacksonville the last few years. Um, he's worked with Calais Campbell, Yannick Ngakwe, Malik Jackson. So he's got some pretty good players that he's coached already. Um, and he's been doing this for 20 years. You know, I mean, it's, he's just, he seems they're bringing back, look at the hires. And I'm not going to talk about if with this hire means this for this player and the Aaron Rodgers stuff of, did they hire this guy because of Aaron Rodgers? Probably. Like they know he's coming back and a lot of this is going on with that, but they are bringing seasoned old veteran court. They brought a dude out of retirement for God's sakes. That was with the Packers for 10 years, right before um, he got fired. And that was when all the shit hit the fan with McCarthy and all the, and where we had Edgar Bennett calling plays or whatever the hell was going on at some point. Um, but they brought him back, right? They brought Clements. Why? Because Rodgers won a Super Bowl. The last time he won a, a Super Bowl, who was his quarterback's coach, right? Like all of this yeah. stuff. So this that was back when Rodgers was going yeah. through his reads. Exactly. So I think there's going to be a little bit of it's. I agree. And I think the higher, a lot of people are saying, well, Rogers told him what to, what to do. Probably. Like he said that, like, this is who I, if you're going to get somebody and we're going to bring the old gang back and I'm coming back, this is who I want. Right. I mean, and I want Clay Matthews and I want yeah, Jordy Nelson. I think he's a bucket in a, of ice cream. I think and... he's in a different place now. I think he's in a different place now. And yeah. the high, you know that the Packers are not going to hire somebody just because the quarterback said so. The Randall Cobb thing was definitely 100%. You're bringing my buddy back. Right. But Goot and the front office is not going to tolerate that much of that, especially with coaching hires. And they, they need probably to get, made it clear uh, that Cobb 
Cobb can't come back. No. Like, yeah, they already we said just that. can't afford to have six million, I mean, six point nine million dollars. Really? Why would you pay six point nine million dollars for a dude that had three very good games? One as one game essentially, right? This season. But where was he in the playoffs? Or was that Rogers? Or I don't know. Doesn't matter. Let's not get into that. But you know, these hires I think are just veteran. let's do it. Let's hash it out. It's veteran, <laughs> it's it's veteran hires, is what they did, man. They're they're yeah. hiring veteran yeah. coaches. Um, to bring these guys up, whatever it is that they're planning or thinking in terms of the mindset of the team and how they're kind of shifting that culture in there, these hires are a part of that. I'm excited about special teams because this this new coach for special teams, he's a good coach. This is a great hire. I mean, if he can't get special teams going, then we have to revamp who's on special teams, right? Because it, this is the this is the challenge as an organization. It's easier to remove one guy than it is to remove fifty two guys. So we remove the one guy. Mo is the issue. Mo is the problem. Okay, fine. If we put somebody else in there, and now they got another guy. This is a put up or shut up guy. If he can't get it done, then it's the players. Period. Yeah. Then it's yeah, the players. No period. Correlation. Um, Pat Daddy and a couple other who I can't remember who else talked about. You know, percentage of starters. Um, playing on special teams and kind of how that affects it with other teams that are good units or not units. There's not a very big correlation. It's not a huge gap in terms starters of starters. Don't, don't play. Dude, starters don't really play on special no. teams. They're I mean, not there's supposed a couple to. Teams, there's a couple teams that have starters. Like for example, we had Razul Douglas. He had he hit nine, he almost hit a hundred snap. He was full time, right? But I mean, he um, he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't technically a starter. Mm-hmm. Right. Jair Stokes starters. Right. If your base defense is three, four and you've got three D linemen and four, then you well, got the two Jair, so Rizzo was the starter. Well, yeah. But on your depth chart, think of when you play Madden. Right. On your depth chart, you have Jair as the starter. Stokes is second. King, Razul. So King and Razul, those are your backup guys. Those guys can get in there. The problem I was having was is you were seeing guys like Lazar mm-hmm. and you were seeing guys like Dylan. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care where those guys are on the depth chart. Dylan should not be sprinting 100 yards on kickoffs, period. Yeah. yeah, This guy should be on the sidelines with a big thick coat on and get, keep in getting ready to go out there and bust guys in the mouth. And instead he was out there getting stepped on by his own players. And then you had some offensive linemen that were out there that it was like, wait a second, why is Turner out there? Wait, wait a minute. Why is, Oh, for Christ's sake. So what are you going to see? So what do you think? Let's keep it positive. Yeah. I'm positive. I'm no, positive. No, no. It was a terrible season was, for special teams. And I'm no, positive that it's going to be way better. I think well, it's going to be way better. Even I if think it's going to be night and day. middle of the pack. Even yeah. if the middle of the yeah. pack. That's and that's cool. what I mean. Is like I think we come in like 16th, which is way better. Way better. Middle of the road, 16, 17. I think like between 15 to 20 is where we're going to end up this year. And there'll be no more of this. Uh, uh, they Oh, they just rushed the left side of the line and Crosby is out there kicking it in the face of some guy. There'll be no more of that garbage. And there'll be no more of this. Oh, okay. The defense is playing well. The offense is sputtering. So now we give up a 90 yard return. There'll be yeah. none of that. Yeah. That's what I think. My question to you, Mr. Edmonds is have we seen the last kick out of Mason Crosby? Yes. 
I believe so. Because this is the second go around on this. And as much as they talk about the long snapper and whatever it is, dude, I mean, he's a little long in the tooth. And unfortunately, as much as I think, yes, they're going to, obviously they're going to bring him back, but they're going to have, you know, they've got kickers. Do you think think he just retires or do you think they just say, here's the door? I'm hoping, I think he has to retire because that is the one person left on this team from that Super Bowl run. So, you know, he's obviously super tight with Rogers, his old guy. This kind of happened before when they got rid of Jordy for him. And so there might be a little bit of that where they'll keep Mason on and try to work on the other part of special teams before getting rid of him and, and supposedly fixing the long snapper and the line and the holder and all that shit and not blame Mason this year. But it, it's going to be a short leash. I think think, training camp leash. I think he'll be handed the opportunity to retire. I think he's a casualty, a cap casualty. And uh, I think he'll be one of the guys. I mean, remember now we have to have a handful of these starters and handful of these guys we've come to love are about to go to other teams. Yep. Zadarius, right? Uh, Possibly Kevin King. Right. I think Kevin King, because of his cap value alone, we could be paying Douglas that money. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 Lancaster or Lowry. I think one of those two guys. Yeah. I think uh, Lazar, St. Brown, and um, uh, uh, oh, I can't even think of his name. Winfrey. Uh, Winfrey. I think, I think yeah. only one of those guys comes back. Yep. Right. I think we lose a couple of those guys. We're going to have to. And this is, you know, much like when a team wins the Super Bowl. Right. A lot of their pieces. Suddenly you put Super Bowl winner on your resume and I'm not worth one million a season. I'm worth seven million a season. And they get priced out. They get priced out. And this is the parody that the NFL is trying to keep intact. Here you go. So I found it. So Dyer. Carragher on Twitter at Dyer Carragher, C-A-R-R-A-G-H-E-R. So just find him because he it's pretty cool, man. Two, 247sports.com. It's, I mean, they have some interesting articles on there and, and he's pretty good, man. He's not, he's not too, too, you know, too clickbaity. Um, but really interesting here. What he did is he kind of predicted how the Packers could get the team like, quote unquote, go all in again, right? As best as you possibly can. And the players released in the cap savings. So he had Z uh, gone. That's 15 million. Randall Cobb is 6.7. Mercedes Lewis at 2.4 and Mason Crosby at 2.4. You save 26.8 million. Okay. And I'll go this kind of quickly and then we'll, we'll talk about it. And then restructures would be restructuring players would be Bakhtiari restructuring him. 9.2 million Aaron Jones. And even though that kind of takes away from, we want them one more year, right? If they restructure him, they're going to have to keep him another year, which is fine. I mean, four years, 48 million. If you're going to give him some, just push it out some more and figure it out, but you save 3 million, Kenny Clark, 10.9 million Jenkins, you save 2.4 and then Amos Turner and Lowry combined, keeping those three guys 15.1. So that's $40 million in restructures. Right. And then obviously giving Aaron Rodgers um a long-term deal right um because we and jair and working on those renegotiating that type of stuff so you give the 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 bigger deals to aaron Rodgers, 
um, Jair Preston. And then he has Kevin King on here for 1.2 million because he just restructured members. So they would just, they just do it again, $27 million. And when you do that, Releases would be $26.8 million. Restructures would be 40.7. Extensions and renego renegotiations, 27.2. So total saved is $94.7 million just doing that exercise. You know, and you're telling me that these guys in the front office haven't played every single scenario out and figuring out what they're going to do. And they'll still have $24 million at their disposal. So that's why it's not that the, the, the salary cap is not a real number that player that teams have to hold on to, right. And have to abide by, but it's a fake number. You can do what you can keep whoever you want. You can do whatever you want. The salary cap goes up the following year. So even though you push some money out in the future and they're expecting the money deals and then just wait until they start gambling inside the stadiums. Right. I mean, that's going to happen in Vegas at some point where people are going to real time be able to gamble on a game. And when that revenue comes in, so you're pushing money out, expecting a huge return, right? Because there's going to be bigger bumps in money down the road, which is had COVID not hit, they would have been right on schedule with everything. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's just, obviously there was less money. So teams are having to make up that salary cap, but player salaries keep going up regardless of what happened with how much revenue they received. Yeah. So you manipulate it, you screw with it. It doesn't matter. So we can go all in quote unquote again with the salary cap, the way it is. And we're going to lose some guys, like you said, but who are we going to lose? I mean, and I agree. I kind of agree with him on Zedarius. I agree with him on Randall. I don't, I think Mercedes is probably going to come back because he's big dog and you know, he's Rogers. They're tight. They're older players and Mason Crosby. Again, I think they're going to bring him back, but before whatever the deadline is to cut a player and, and save the savings is going to be before training camp. Right. So they're going to have yeah. to keep on the roster. February 21st. I think it was is when gonna, those bonuses uh, get paid out. I don't think they're going to get rid of him before then, dude. Like it, I don't think it's possible. So I think he'll be back, but there's going to be competition. They're going to give him a shot. That's Monday. That's Monday. Yeah. Monday. They're, they're going to give him a so, shot on the team. So I, I, I want to play a quick game before we wrap this up with you. And yep. I'm, I'm going to, we're going to call it bold prediction. Oh, Jesus Christ. Bold, 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 bold. Yeah, that's beautiful. Okay. So this is, this is, I, I'm going to, I want you to take some random, Anything that could possibly happen with the Packers and their players between now and season start. Okay. And mm -hmm. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to go first. Okay. okay. So this is what, and now don't get me wrong. I am uh, wrong an awful lot of the times. If you ask my wife, I'm wrong uh, nine times out of 10, but even a broken clock is right twice a day. And here is my bold prediction. Okay. Devontae Adams would be franchise tagged and promptly traded to the Houston Texans. The Packers will take the number three pick overall, and they will swap second round picks moving from uh, 37, 59 to 37 in the second round, essentially trading Adams for the number three pick overall and moving up 15 spots in the second round. That's it makes sense. 
unfortunately, that's a, that's a bold prediction, but there's a lot of truth to that. I think they're going to move on from Adams before they move on from Rogers. Obviously, I I think they franchise tag him and get something for him. Absolutely, because they know he's yeah. not going to want to be there, and he we, and we don't want him to pull a Le'Veon Bell, which I don't think Adams would do. No, no, but he's he's not that type of guy. But this is it'll we won't get anything for him the next year. Yep. So so it's best to you know what. Adams, we we can't send you to our division. We're not going to take a late first round pick for you. You're going to be a top 10 pick. Out of the top 10 picks, he has Jacksonville. Jacksonville's not trading the number one pick overall. Jacksonville's already got a guy lined up that they want for the number one pick. Detroit's not going to do anything with their second, and it's not going to go to Detroit. We're not going to ship them off to the Giants, even though the Giants have the number five and the number seven pick, and we're not going to let them go to Carolina or Atlanta. So the other option, the options that he have is Jacksonville, Houston, Jets, or Denver. And the only one that kind of has a quarterback or needs another wide receiver, Hopkins is gone. Now, Houston, Devontae Adams. Well, why not Raiders? The Raiders? The Raiders don't pick until 22. Oh, yeah, that's not, yeah. We ain't taking the 22nd pick. Who cares? Yeah, makes sense. Especially when we're picking at 28, 22 to 28. No, the Raiders would have to give us uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Waller and rugs and we, we want a whole bunch of shit. Or no, we can't get rugs, can we? <laughs> no, no, no. He'll be playing in the uh, uh, prison league with uh, Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, the longest yard. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay, bold prediction. All right, I got it. Okay. Just thinking about it. Packers fandom is going to go into an uproar because I don't think they're going to take a wide receiver until at least the fourth or fifth round. I don't think yeah. they're they're, they're not, not going to bold prediction. That's what they normally do. No, but with Adams being traded, you know, the assumption for me is too, that Adams is gone. They're going to completely keep that vacant and they're still not going to attack the wide receiver. So what you're saying is, is the, and now this suddenly became bold because my uh, assumption was we would trade Adams. And then with that number three pick, we would grab the best wide receiver in the draft. Right. And what you're saying is, is we would do that and then not take a wide receiver. Yep. Wow. And here's I mean, why. What if Rodgers even come back? Here's why. <laughs> okay. Because the free agent class of wide receivers out right now, where the cream of the crop is Devontae Adams, but the number two that could be number ones or a combination of those guys, it could almost be number ones. You could go out and get a Chris Godwin. Yeah. And, and anybody cooks. else and any you can pair Alan Robinson you can bring exactly and pay them 17 18 million for the same money as Adams you can bring in two legit fucking possibly three possibly boxes. three right That's on team friendly deals and they'll oh. and oh reload the entire wide receiver core imagine that right so you've got Godwin you've yep. got you've got Robinson yep and, and you've got Cooks yeah, there you go. Good luck, NFL. And you Good don't luck. think not because they're not team friendly, but they don't have the same. They need they to make just structure them. Themselves. One one guy would make six this year. The other guy makes five. The other guy makes four. But they get cash bonuses. They could structure them exactly. properly. 
So that's that's my prediction is I don't think we're going to attack it in any way. And I wow. think that we hit the free agent market. If Adams is gone, it's yeah, draft is nice. And they'll pick up a player in like the fourth round or something, but not that big name, Jamar Chase, the dude, whatever, with that first pick. I think they'd go either offense, well, it'd probably be defensive line at that point because it's so deep and so good at the front and on the DL, which is we'll see what, what they're going to be thinning. Right. That's, and that's why I think they're going to go either DL or OL, but I'm leaning more OL towards the back. But if they got one of those first picks, they'll take the best fucking pass rusher in the, in the draft. Cause it, or, and they tell Preston Smith, here's your stuff. Yep. Yep. Maybe. And save right. some more money that way and use the money from Preston Smith to bring in again, an Allen Robinson and Another a couple of wide receivers. Robinson. That's pretty bold, bold, baby. That's, that's brisk, baby. Oh, he keeps reading that bill. I can't concentrate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, man. We'll keep doing this. Hopefully yeah. people are liking the limitless stuff and the Packers news as it comes in. We'll touch upon it. If there's major news and we'll. Oh, hey, what did we want to talk about? Remember, we talked about this all week. We're going to touch you on this on Monday. We're going to really oh, get yeah. into it. But listen, we've got a lot of people that listen from different countries and, and we're seeing like, what is it, like 70 different yep. countries or something yep. like that. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy how many different countries are actually listening. So do us a favor, okay? If you're in the Twitter verse, okay, shoot us a DM, shoot us a tweet, put your name, put, your, put where you're listening from. We know we've got Canada. We know we've got uh, the United States. We know we have Mexico. We know we have the UK. But there are tons of these countries around the world that are listening but then germany, like, right you start shout out to uh, germany yeah. and uh their upcoming nfl draft uh gooden gooden tog uh your line i that's all i know so, and yeah, i've got a buddy uh, of mine terrible german. because that's from war movies right my buddy so my buddy um very good friend of mine um is german and he married a mexican girl and he became a mexican german like i became a scottish mexican so he took on a lot and you know i'm mexican but both sides of it and i've gotten to hang out with them enough times and, and i've always known some words like you know dunkoff like shithead asshole stuff like that <laughs> the good words yeah the good right. word yeah but now i've spent enough time with them to where i can hear them speak because they talk to their kids in german you know yeah. so he speaks to them in german she speaks to them in spanish so they know english spanish and german right um and i can understand what they're saying now a little bit which is pretty cool like i can pick it up and say oh you told her to do this or you said to do this because i can kind of pick up specific words but anyway shout out to germany who is it's us canada and then germany's our number three mexico's number four right now with listens pretty awesome so i will say would, this i will say this i want and this is on my on our bucket list and we were talking about this today where would we go you know i want to see mount everest i want to see mount fuji i want to right i want to see the great wall of china i i would one of the things, and this is one of my top, we want to go to Europe. I want to go to Oktoberfest and mm -hmm. I want to do it like in Berlin, you know, or, or maybe or one of those towns or something. Yeah. Maybe one of those small towns that just does it up where it's just, that's the whole thing that consumes it much like the Green Bay Packers, right? It's a small town, but when the Packers are there, it's the greatest, biggest thing on the planet. That's yeah. what I want to, that is my bucket list. I have to, have to, have to go and do that. That would just be incredible. I got, I got to have sauerkraut and uh, and uh, sausages while I'm there, right? Like you got to have the bratwurst. You got to. So yeah, I love bratwurst. I got it. 
I don't like German sauerkraut. The original recipe stuff, I can't do it. It's a really, very, eh? it's the canned stuff that we usually have, the Americanized kind of, or whatever you want to call yeah. it, sauerkraut, does not yeah. anything like German sauerkraut. But see, that's a lot like, like I live in Manitoba and that's in the middle of Canada. There is no oceans by us. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's like when, when you go to Red Lobster in, in, in Manitoba and it's like, you eat it and you go, oh yeah, it's lobster. And then when you go to Vancouver or you go to Nova Scotia or you go to Maine or you go to Baltimore and, and the bloody thing was walking around on the ocean floor mm -hmm. an hour ago. And then you have that, right? Way different. Like strawberries from the store compared to strawberries in your backyard. Absolutely. The strawberries in your backyard are full of flavor, yeah. right? They, they knock you They don't even have to be big. They're tiny. They can oh, be tiny. Yeah. much flavor. They, they don't have the steroids that you pump in them. Oh, it's not GMO. It's just steroids. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> right on okay peace peace this has been packers without borders try and be kind to one another try and love each other and go pack go esto ha sido empacadores sin fronteras no se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros hasta luego Your defenses